It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On 49ers, your daily San Francisco 49ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked On 49ers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brian Peacock. Thanks, everybody, for joining me on this Monday edition rapid react from Week 9 contest as the Arizona Cardinals visited Levi's Stadium and handed the 49ers their ninth straight loss, again, extending the 49ers' worst start in franchise history. But as I have eight other times, I still found some some bright spots and some players to give game balls to for the 49ers and, of course, some things to work on as well. And I've got some game notes to go over for all the action. So I do want to remind you guys to follow me on Twitter at BDPeacock. You can email the show, LockedOn49ers at Gmail. Subscribe to the show. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We are everywhere. Rate and review the show if you can or just head on over to LockedOn49ers.com. So let's get into the action. First quarter, Arizona coming out on fire. They go to a double move, dial it up, stop and go route, trying to go deep on the 49ers. Stanton hits John Brown. They go after the rookie, Akella Weatherspoon, on the game's first play. 52-yard catch, and immediately the Cardinals are inside the 49ers' 30-yard line. Disrespecting the rookie, going straight at him, and... um, after how you played last week, I'm surprised maybe they didn't try to go another direction. But uh, they went after Akello Witherspoon quite a few times in this game and, and won some and lost some. Uh, it, was a, it was a good test, though, for the rookie to, to get thrown at a lot. I like that. Adrian Peterson for seven yards, then for one yard, then third and two. Niners show blitz. That put strong safety Eric Reed one-on-one in the slot versus Larry Fitzgerald, which is not the matchup you want from the 49ers end. It definitely is a mismatch. And whenever, you know, if you're the Cardinals, whenever you line up, and you go three wide, Larry Fitzgerald, they like to run him in the big slot position, and you got a safety on Larry Fitzgerald, they're throwing that route all day. And uh, Fitz did beat Reed off the line, but Stanton overthrew him for an easy touchdown, what would have been an easy touchdown, so that would be a, another bend-don't break. And here it was, that happened quite a few times for the 49ers defense and, and Robert Sala's crew in this game. A bend-don't break drive there after the big bomb to start it off. Phil Dawson even missed the 38-yard field goal attempt. So from uh, having a chance at seven points there, really a failed attempt from the Cardinals to go from seven to three to zero points on that first drive. Niners very lucky to get out of there with no points on the board, which is a good thing because the 49ers are not operating a high-powered offense right now, as we would see throughout this game. Niners get the ball there on the turnover on the missed field goal, and first and 10, Carlos Hyde for six yards. Mostert in for Hyde, so no Brita early in the game. Brita would come in and, and be the main backup later in the game, so I'm not sure why they went with Mostert uh, to, to early in this game and then didn't see much of him after that. Bethard finds Kittle for 14 yards. Kittle would go to the locker room for x-rays on his leg, so one catch for him, and he was already out of the game as the injury-plagued 49ers continued to, have, uh, to be bit by the injury bug in this game big time, man. Rough go of it. Cole Hicatini would also leave the game. Unreal. Kyle Juszczyk would fumble after a nice little run, picked up 
by Patrick Peterson. Good effort by Marquise Goodwin to chase down Patrick Peterson to save a touchdown. But the Cardinals would have the ball back inside the 10-yard line. Patrick Peterson even shouted out Marquise Goodwin on Twitter after the game, talking about how fast he was (laughs) and showing a video of him getting run down by Marquise Goodwin. So Arizona, they pound the ball. Adrian Peterson twice for three yards, third and goal, 49ers. Only have 10 men on the field. Tart sees it, calls the timeout. There's some confusion there on the uh, substitution for the 49ers. Heads up play by Tart. Unfortunately, Tart would be lost later in the game as well. Niners initially cover up everybody, but Drew Stan rolls out. DeForest Buckner giving chase. Stanton would find Jaron Brown for the score, just standing alone there in the end zone. San Francisco gets the ball back. Third and nine, Bethard looking for Trent Taylor. Ball comes out high. Taylor... You know, he, he might have been short of the sticks anyways, and he might be short himself, not the tallest guy. But again, ball sailing on Bethard, we've seen that throughout the year, has not been super accurate. It was an easy route. It's an eight-yard hook route. It's not even, he's not even, the receiver's not even in motion at that point. So uh, Bethard really has to tighten up that accuracy issue. And uh, Taylor really could have helped him out by going up and getting the ball. So it's just, again, like we saw last week, there was a couple with Hyde and some other throws. Bethard. He hits the receiver, but just makes it that much more difficult. And the 49ers have been having a lot of drops anyways and just, you know, bad ball placement. 49ers can't make a play for their quarterback, and uh, that would be a punt. Arizona gets the ball back. Niners D firming up. Dante Johnson with a nice pass breakup on a third and 13 play. Uh, He runs basically the hook route for John Brown to force the punt. Might have actually been technically a drop there, but good coverage nonetheless. I'm not sure if Dante Johnson got a hand to actually knock that one away or if John Brown just dropped it, but he was definitely right there in position on that play. 49ers get the ball back. Carlos Hyde gets it going. 11-yard run, an 18-yard catch and run. Bethard then sacked on a third and nine, tried to roll left out of the pocket, got crushed by Hassan Reddick. After being held up by the first defender that got to him, I'm not sure it was a defensive lineman holding him up, and then he's just kind of standing there trying to wiggle away from that first defender. Hassan Reddick comes and just cleans Bethard, man. CJ, he needs to develop some self-preservation because the offensive line's not really helping him out a lot. Got to go down there and avoid taking the big shot, and that would lead to a 49ers punt. Arizona three and out. Tart, a nice job following the crosser, making a tackle short of the first down marker to force that punt. And San Francisco would have the ball back. Shanahan dialing up a shot play. Marquise Goodwin lined up in the slot, got behind the defense on a post route, but Bethard just missed him long. Niners have not been able to maximize Goodwin's speed, man. He he gets deep and they can't hit him or he drops the pass. Just It's been a rough go for Marquise Goodwin trying to get him going. But they would try that one again because it was uh, worked so well, even though they didn't hit it, and I'm glad they did. Uh, and then Bethard, after that miss, would get sacked three and out. And another 49ers punt. 49ers would force an Arizona three and out and a punt. And then that's when Bethard would go back. And, and Kyle Shanahan didn't waste any time. He saw what he liked there and dialed up another one. Deep ball to Marquise Goodwin. They saw the opportunity, went for it again, this time hitting Goodwin for 55 yards. Bethard did hold that one up a little bit, did not overthrow him. But, you know, props to Bethard for overthrowing Goodwin because that's not easy to do with his speed. Uh, but they would connect for 55 yards and Goodwin was just absolutely torching Tyron Matthew. And at that point of the game, I'm thinking, okay, let's just go super simple here. Pound it with Carlos Hyde as much as you can. Then go play action. Try to drop bombs over the top to Marquise Goodwin. Utilize his speed. Utilize the few things that are working in this game. Uh, didn't really happen that way throughout the rest of this ballgame. And then that drive would stall. Holding on Brandon Fusco. Bethard 
uh, gets it away to avoid the sack on another play. Third and 17 now. Beathard hits Trent Taylor short of the sticks, a 10-yard gain. And so that would force a Robbie Gould field goal attempt, which was good from 42 yards out. And the 49ers staying close, 7-3 to three at that point, heading into the second quarter. Technically, the field goal attempt was the first play of the second quarter, but the Niners did end a drive with points after going fumble, punt, punt, punt on the first four drives to start the game. So promising heading into the second quarter. Arizona gets the ball back, and it's vintage Adrian Peterson, 18-yard run up the middle. Stanton hits Troy Nicholas for a first down, and, and Ruben Foster in zone coverage in the middle of the field there just misses breaking on it. I mean, Foster's just so quick breaking on plays when he sees it. He might have been just a step slow recognizing, but once he breaks, he gets onto the ball so fast, dives for the ball, was not able to knock it away from Troy Nicholas. But really the key on this game was that Joukowsky Tart would stay down after the play with what they called a hurt wrist. It turned out to be a broken arm. And actually, Joukowsky Tart, uh, we found out later, is done now for the year with a broken arm. Second free safety in a row, two games in a row, to break their arm and be out for the year. So I don't know what is going on with that. That is, oh man, just just a brutal stretch for the 49ers in injuries, losing another starter now, and someone that's been playing very good for the 49ers this year, both free safety and strong safety. So the Cards running it again behind the left guard with Adrian Peterson. That's working out well for them in this game. Larry Fitzgerald moves the chains with an 11-yard catch again out of the slot. What year is this, by the way? Adrian Peterson and Larry Fitzgerald chewing up yards against the 49ers. And then uh, Cardinals would hit pay dirt once again. Stanton finds Jermaine Gresham, who was split out wide to the right. Akella Witherspoon in man coverage on him. He would beat him on a slant. Just, you know, tough matchup. Just the bigger, stronger Gresham bodies up on the rookie. And uh, that's the that's like a basketball play there. Just pulling down the rebound on that slant route. And 14-3 Cardinals lead. Bethard was absolutely crushed by Dayon Buchanan on the next drive. Blitzing off the edge. Trent Brown really wasn't able to get out and get a hand on him. Uh, he kind of followed the defensive end inside and realized he should probably be jumping out on Dayon Buchanan. Couldn't get a hand on him. Buchanan comes off the end and cleans Bethard's clock, man. And this is where I started to see, like, oh, no, we're in the first half of this game. Bethard a little bit slow getting up on that play. And you don't want to put Jimmy Garoppolo into that situation, man. You you do not. And so, luckily, I mean, toughest man in America right now, C.J. Bethard, with the beating he took and continually getting up and staying in that ballgame. Uh, Bethard then tests Patrick Peterson on third down, looking for Goodwin on a hook route. Hard to tell if that was a drop by Goodwin or if Pat Pete got his hand in there, similar to the early play by um, Dante Johnson. But good coverage by Patrick Peterson. Either way, it is a 49ers punt. And then from there, Niners and Cards trade punts a few times. Towards the end of the first half, Arizona has the ball. Akella Witherspoon, fantastic coverage now. Coming back, love the confidence from the rookie. Fantastic coverage on a deep post corner from John Brown. Witherspoon really playing confident here. And uh, even though he gave up the earlier touchdown in another play, you know, he's feeling, feeling against the run, came up to make a stop off the edge, a solo stop on Adrian Peterson, which is not easy to do. So love seeing that from the rookie, not only coming back and playing well in coverage after giving up the touchdown, but coming up and uh, and, and stopping the run too, which is really the, the weakness I saw in him in college because he's such a thin guy, wasn't very physical, wasn't a very good tackler. And uh, I love seeing that one-on-one taking down Adrian Peterson off the edge. The cards would continue to drive, though. Stanton finding J.J. Nelson on an out route in front of Dante Johnson and Larry Fitzgerald for another first down. 
Eric Reed makes a big-time play, though, in the red zone, picks a ball off, Stan trying to fit it into Jermaine Gresham once again in the end zone, but Eric Reed made the play, picked that ball off, and give the 49ers another chance to uh, not only keep the Cardinals out of the end zone, but try to get a little something going for themselves before the end of the half. Niners driving to end the first half. Bethard spreading it around. He finds Kittle, who was back in the game, thankfully. Aldrich Robinson, uh, he found Trent Taylor. Carlos Hyde was hit on a pass. Nice little two-minute drill there for the 49ers. A 13-play drive, but they were not able to put it in. Stall ends and no points. A punt from the 38-yard line, a decision that I know some fans were were pretty frustrated with there. You know, being down 14-3 to with an 0-8 season on the line. Some people want him to go for it, kick the super long field goal. I think it might have been out of, obviously it was out of Robbie Gould's range or they would have, they would have gone for the field goal. But uh, nope, didn't go for it on fourth down and that would end the half. 49ers down 14-3 to at halftime. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Getting into the second half, 49ers coming out of the gate just like they ended the first half, driving down the field, but can they get points? That's the big question. Bethard held onto the ball way too long on one play, almost fumbled. They would review the play. Uh, it was a forward pass. I think it was a good call. His hand was coming forward, but you know it's still it's on Bethard. Bethard's got to turn up that internal clock, and he'd probably get hit a lot less if he did that as well. And uh, you know, got to get the ball out early, earlier, get off his first read quicker, and get through the reads, get the ball out, and save himself. And you know, it's very close to having a turnover right there by fumbling the ball. You know, I will say I think the refs did a pretty good job in this game. Seen some shoddy officiating in the NFL year-round and for the 49ers especially. But all the reviews I think they got right in this game, including the one where Bethard uh, scampered around the left side, found the pylon, but he did step out of bounds. And so the 49ers would have the ball inside the 10-yard line there. Kyle Juszczyk, another injury. He gets up slow. Looked like a concussion there. He was seeing stars uh, after a Carlos Hyde run was stuffed for no gain at the goal line. Bethard would then plunge it in. 4-6, zone read play followed Big Trent Brown into the end zone, and the 49ers are hanging around 14-10 to now within one score of the Cardinals in the third quarter. Another 13-play drive, this one for 75 yards, and they would put it in the end zone for a touchdown. Arizona has the ball, and Eric Reed sacks Drew Stanton, and Levi's Stadium is rocking here. Niners have some momentum going on in the second half of this football game. Down by only four points, an uncommon feeling this year for the 49ers. Really could hear the crowd get going on the TV broadcast there uh, after the Eric Reed sack. And I would like to know what it was like for some of the fans that were at the ball game. I wonder if there was some Jimmy Garoppolo buzz maybe. Was it a full stadium? It sounded like it was rocking there a little bit in the second half when the 49ers had a little bit momentum going. Um, but uh, yeah, and here it comes more injuries <laughs> after that uh, Eric Reed sack. Another 49er down, Dayton Jones holding his knee. He would come back later, which is a good sign. Trent Taylor and Elijah Lee were also out at some point. I did not see their injuries, but they were lost in this game as well. Reuben Foster also on the bench. May have tweaked his ankle at some point in the game, but uh, Dayton Jones, like I said, would be back after a couple plays, and Foster also back in on this drive. So, 
you know, some more injuries, just minor dings there. Luckily, those guys would come back. Taylor and Elijah Lee would not. Elvis Dumerville got pressure on Stanton to force a throwaway on third down and a punt. So there you go. Momentum. Can the 49ers use that momentum and, and take a second half lead down four? Uh, no, they cannot. Three and out. Arizona gets the ball back to end the third quarter. Adrian Colbert making a play. And actually, I kind of liked how he looked out there at free safety. I don't know if the 49ers are lucky enough to have a third free safety come in and play really well for him. But uh, Colbert showing off range coming in for Tart and making a play on the left sideline on a deep ball. I really love that play and really hadn't seen any of the 49ers free safeties as, as good as I thought Ward played and, and as good as Tart has played. Just that straight-up range to get to the sideline on a deep ball and 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 play the ball and, and break up that pass, that was awesome to see from Adrian Colbert. Uh, but the cards keep moving the change. Third down passes to Larry Fitzgerald and Jermaine Gresham with a steady diet of Adrian Peterson on the ground as well. Uh, that had him deep in 49ers territory to start the fourth quarter. Robert Sala's Ben Don't Break D. Here it is again. DeForest Buckner chases down Stanton to the sideline on a third down. That forces a Stanton throwaway and forces a Phil Dawson field goal, putting the cards up 17-10. to 10. So still within one score for the 49ers here. In the fourth quarter, but the offense not really doing their part. Uh, you got to score 17 points. So, you know, it's it's good to hold a team to a field goal, but the 49ers still got to do their part and score some more points and, and try to pull off a victory here. And as banged up as the defense is, still doing their job. And uh, it's, it's up to the offense, man. Marquise Goodwin drop, George Kittle drop, third and 10. C.J. Beathard is sacked by Carlos Dansby. That's the fourth sack at this point in 14 hits of Beathard. I think Beathard ended up getting hit. Uh, 21 times maybe in this game and five sacks. Ridiculous, uh, but that would force another 49ers punt. So offense definitely not holding up there into the bargain. Adrian Peterson goes over 100 yards on the day on the next drive, and I expected him, I wrote my notes here, I expect him to be featured heavily the rest of the way uh, for the Cards to try to protect their lead for the last 12 minutes of this game, and they did, and they actually gave him the ball more than I would have ever expected. Adrian Peterson, I think he had the most carries of any player ever in their 30s in this game. Yeah, he would get up over 30 carries on this drive and 125 yards on the ground. One play I loved, though, and saw a lot of this in the game, was Reuben Foster and Adrian Peterson going straight up, sort of the old Hall of Famer and the new guard meeting up. And on this particular play, Reuben Foster stuffs Peterson in the backfield. Buckner was in on the play, too, but uh, hopefully see a lot of that going forward with DeForest Buckner and Reuben Foster making plays in the opponent's backfield. So that would set up another Phil Dawson field goal, 20-10 to 10 now, almost blocked by Eric Reed. Honestly, I thought Reed got it. I don't know how Dawson squeaked that field goal attempt by Reed, but uh, he would make it 20-10 to 10 Cardinals. So long drive by Arizona and putting them up two scores now, which was, uh, which was huge for the Cards and uh, really rough on the 49ers because, as we saw, it's been tough for them to get down the field and get points, and even when they did, they just really had to chip their way down the field on super long drives. One of those 13-play drives couldn't even get points out of it at the end of the first half. So Niners have to do what they have it and be quick strike offense now and get the ball back and then score again with five minutes plus left in this game. Yeah, you kind of knew it was over, but uh, they would play it out, man, and keep playing hard. Beathard hit again as he throws, holding his thumb this time. You know, here's another, oh, is it Jimmy G time? No, Beathard toughing it out, staying in the game. Uh, incomplete pass, not close on third down. I don't know if that thumb was bothering him there. A fourth down, got to go for it here. Beathard makes the throw, hits Carlos Hyde, uh, but that would be another drop for the 49ers. 
And that's pretty much the ball game, but it was not over yet. Arizona gets the ball back, and Adrian Peterson gets stuffed and fumbles the ball. Reuben Foster in on the tackle with Tony McDaniel. Earl Mitchell recovers the fumble, but I think it was one of his own guys that knocked the ball away from Adrian Peterson on, on that play. And the Niners, they get one more shot at it. And how would that shot go? Well, 49ers get the ball back, and right away, false start on Trent Brown. First and long now, Bethard scrambles and slides late to the left side of the defense and gets hammered by Antoine Bethay. 49ers teammates take exception, and then a melee breaks out. So I, I thought the game was over just a little bit earlier, and I'm glad it wasn't because you got a little bit of uh, excitement here at the end of the game. Hyde involved, shoved to the ground by Frosty Rucker, who would be ejected from the game and should have been ejected from the game. Four fouls on the play. Bethay gets fouled, gets a flag for the hit, which would give the 49ers a first down, and I'm glad they didn't just let all of these uh, penalties be offsetting. Rucker, Hassan Reddick, and Carlos Hyde all ejected from the game. So, first down 49ers. Actually, here's a tweet from Matt Mayoko about that ejection. After Carlos Hyde got ejected, 49ers GM John Lynch greeted him enthusiastically on the sideline and gave him a low five to tell him good job. So, John Lynch liking Liking the heart, liking the fight left in the 49ers and protecting their quarterback. So back to the game. Kendrick Bourne, a couple of catches now in a row, moving the chains. Matt Breida takes a short pass inside the 10-yard line. He could have had a score there, uh, but couldn't keep his balance on the sideline. Would go out of bounds, unfortunately. And uh, the next play, Bethard throws a ball off the back of Trent Brown's helmet. Ball goes up in the air, picked off by Dansby. And that is now your ball game. Man, 32-year-old Adrian Peterson, he takes his 36th carry of the game for 25 yards after that turnover. 159 total rushing yards. Wow, just a crazy performance by Adrian Peterson. And this from Josh Dubow from the Associated Press. He says, Peterson, 37 carries at age 32 and 229 days. So almost 33 years old. No player over 30 has ever carried the ball that many times. Uh, 37 carries. Props to Adrian Peterson. He kept coming. He and he, man, he was looking. He wasn't looking like an old running back. Uh, he he was looking pretty spry out there. So props to Adrian Peterson. So 49ers do get the ball back. Get one more shot. Try deep ball for Kendrick Bourne. No dice. Cards kneel on it, and that would officially do it. 20 to 10. Cardinals beat the 49ers. 49ers fall to and extending their franchise worst start in history at O. And nine. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What about some game balls, you say? Uh, Yeah, I think there is some opportunity to give away a couple of game balls here for the 49ers and, to be honest, for the Cardinals. Uh, The first game ball, I'm going to give it to Adrian Peterson. Just uh, I mentioned it earlier, 37 carries. It's crazy for the old man, and he was looking good out there. Props to him. Uh, it's to, to, for a fan, it's still fun, I think, to watch guys like Adrian Peterson and Larry Fitzgerald and still playing well. I like that. Uh, it's not always fun when it's against the 49ers, unfortunately. So let's get on to some Niners that deserve some game balls, and I think there is a few. Starting with Reuben Foster. 
I believe he started and finished a game for the first time in his NFL career and uh, was in on more and more plays as the game went on. I believe he was credited with 14 tackles in this game. He had the highest PFF grade in the game for the 49ers side, too, at, let's see what that number is, 84.9 was his pro football focus grade, just edging out uh, DeForest Buckner at 83, and Brandon Fusco actually had an 83.7 grade. So Fusco, a little bit better grade than I had expected for that offensive line. Got to go back and watch the game and really look at the offensive line and see how they did as a whole. Looks like Fusco's, uh, is it Fusco or Fusco? I want to say Fusco, but I think Kyle Shanahan always calls him Fusco and wasn't responsible for a single pressure, Brandon Fusco. So good job there um, for how bad the rest of the line was and how often C.J. Beathard got hit for one guy to have not given up a single pressure and play also pretty good in the run game. Now, that's saying something because, uh, yeah, none of the other 49ers offensive line obviously were, were up here graded extremely high. Carlos Hyde, I think, deserves a game ball. Again, I think underutilized in this game by the offense and by Kyle Shanahan. Uh, he had 125 yards from scrimmage, 41 on the ground, 84 receiving yards, which was a pretty good receiving performance. Actually, his nine catches, according to, uh, who was this? Chris Biederman, I believe. According to Chris Biederman, his nine catches led the team and was a new career high for Carlos Hyde. So congrats getting involved in the passing game for Carlos Hyde. They need to keep getting the ball more, man. With the, the So few things are working on offense. Just overuse the things that do work. Pound it with Hyde, throw it to Hyde out of the backfield, whatever you got to do, get it in, the, the, in his hands as much as possible. Then off of that, run some play action, chuck it deep. I mean, obviously, I am not a football coach, nowhere near qualified to be a football coach. I couldn't even spit out one of Kyle Shanahan's plays, most likely. But I, I would be throwing so many deep balls, <laughs> especially being down all the time. I'd be chucking so many deep balls up to a Marquise Goodwin. Uh, off a of play action and just pounding Carlos Hyde. That's pretty much all I would do all day long. And that's why I do not work in the league. And another guy I want to give a game ball to is C.J. Beathard for just staying in the game for no other reason and not forcing Jimmy Garoppolo into the game because Beathard got pounded all game long. He may always be a backup type quarterback. You know, maybe he was a little overdrafted in the third round. I don't think you should hold it against him that he was drafted possibly too soon and might just be a career backup. But... Uh, you cannot ever question the guy's toughness. And maybe for this stretch of games, however long it may be, C.J. Beathard is the perfect quarterback for this team right now. You know you know he won't fold under pressure. Uh, sacked five times, hit 21 times, ran the ball quite a few times too, so it's not counting how many times he got tackled there, not counting the late hit he took when sliding a little bit late and getting tagged in the, in the head and the neck. Uh, sparking a fight, so uh, C.J. Beathard, I just want to shout him out because showing the toughness, and look, he's in a tough situation, and he's he's handling it like a pro and like a champ. So let's see. If I had to pick three things, what needs the most work? Well, number one is injuries, and I don't know how you even work on this. This is crazy. Reports after the game that Tart is going to miss the rest of the season now with that broken arm. Uh, numerous other dings and injuries added to what they've already had. No team has used IR more in the league than the 49ers, and they're going to use it again now with Tart. And really, it's hurt the offensive line, which is, I think, the next thing that needs work. And obviously, when you're missing your best player on the offensive line and Joe Staley, that's going to really hurt. Yeah, so injuries affect the offensive line. The offensive line hasn't been playing all that well. You saw Brandon Fusco that had a pretty good PFF grade, but the opposite guard now, Lakin Tomlinson, is just playing pretty bad football. 
And uh, Kilgore has been up and down in this game. You know, I don't think he was great. Trent Brown, I think, played one of his worst games actually today. I think you know he's played better on the right side, but asking him to switch switch over and and switch everything from being right handed to being left handed and play the left side is a tough task, and it's a, one of the toughest positions in football to play left tackle. So I think all in all, Trent Brown's not a huge problem or anything like that, but you know he didn't have his best game. It's a tough assignment there. And then they're bringing in rookies to play the other tackle spot. That's just tough. So I think another offseason of draft and free agency and having guys healthy will help a lot on the offensive line. I think they're going to – I mean, th- this team is definitely going to dump a ton of resources into the off- offensive side of the ball in this coming offseason. Uh, number one, I think the number one thing that needs work because the other two things can work themselves out and there's not that much you can change about the personnel in the offensive line right now. There's not anything you can do about some of these injuries that are just freak and, and, and crazy. But the drops, man, the 49ers cannot be as bad as they are and drop as many passes. So you're talking about injuries. They use the IR as much as anybody. Um, another one I'll add is missing tackles. I believe coming into this game, they had missed the third most tackles in the league out of any team, and then the drops. They've dropped more passes than any team in the league. So you got to clean those little things up. You know, pen- penalties, I think they're one of the most penalized teams in the league as well. So the things you can clean up, you can't control the in- injuries all the time. You can control uh, the personnel until the season comes, and then it's rough after that. And if you're really short-manned, what are you going to do? Like in, in like, a, like the 49ers are at undermanned on the offensive line. And, and some other positions now, a lot of other positions actually. Uh, but you can fix drops, you cannot commit penalties, and you cannot miss tackles. So those things, those three things right there, I think, are the, the, the fundamental things the 49ers have to fix if they want to stay in games and if they want to actually win a game here in 2017. All right, that's going to do it for me. Going to have a mailbag segment on Tuesday's show. Do a little overrated, underrated. Got a few of those already rolling in. And, of course, I have Nick Winkler joining me on Wednesday's show. So I will talk to you guys then right here on Locked On 49ers. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 